0: Hey team, welcome back. This is part two of Chrissy's motherhood story episode where we discuss postpartum support or lack thereof, the struggles of weaning and sleeping and the general anxieties of life with a one-year-old. Hope you enjoy the episode and if you'd like to come onto the podcast to share your story or any struggles you think may resonate with other mamas, please don't hesitate to get in touch. Right, on with part two of Chrissy. Hello my lovely ones and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs and the many trials and tribulations. Other mums will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy and don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. It's funny because at the time you think it's difficult. And then I think every new stage, I feel like it gets harder. I thought it was hard. And now I realize that the newborn newborn fucking piss easy. I (laughs) know. They just sleep all day. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: But you question everything. So actually I think what's hard is that your brain is running through like all the all the things that he could possibly do wrong
0: that's a really good point I do feel like I can agree that now I'm much more easygoing
1: yeah yeah I'm much more like ah,
0: <laughs> she'll figure it out yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I think Um, we, I mean we had a moment so like I mean with everything where so Sage had bad acid reflux when she was a baby so she screamed a lot and like Hated being on her back. Feeding was tricky, and um, not tricky to latch. I was really lucky that my latch was actually quite good for with her. Um, I did the breast crawl, um, and I, I personally think that helped us find a good latch because she latched herself. What's um, um? So I did not breastfeed at all.
0: well, I think I might have done three days, two days but um what's the breast crawl?
1: So um you can ask in when you've had a baby um to have them be put on your tummy. Okay. So you can you can have like um obviously skin to skin, but then you can move them down to the tummy and they instinctively find the boob themselves. Okay, cool. So they crawl cool up your body and it can take like it, it took Sage about 30 minutes. Oh wow. But you can see them just trying to find it, like it's just insane how they know where it is and then they latch on naturally.
0: It's animal instinct, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so we've got a video of it and it's just beautiful. Wow. Yeah, and she just latched on, like I didn't have to I literally didn't do anything.
0: That's amazing. I didn't know that was a thing at all.
1: It's a new thing that you can ask for and they they'll assist you in doing that. Wow, that's amazing. I, think, I Personally, I think that's why we've got a good latch. But mm. also, I think um, Sage's got a long tongue, So <laughs> I think that really helps. <laughs> oh, that is so funny.
0: Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So going back mm. to the very beginning where you feel like the thing that's shocked you the most is sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. and you say that for her right yeah so you're worried about her sleep rather than yours because it affects mine ah okay yeah
1: honestly I find sleep and wake windows the most confusing thing in my in my whole life mm-hmm. like there are so many guides about, and they all say completely different things about like how long a wake window should be, when it should be, when's a nap. And like, so when, especially when it's a newborn thing, obviously I think the wake window is like 40 minutes. It could be, or less. There's a really small wake window okay. and they gradually get bigger. And a wake window just means the time they're awake. Yeah. I mean, I know that's really silly to say out loud. Like, I, I was like, I just had no idea. I hadn't read about sleep. I just hadn't. Yeah. And, um, I read about obviously safe sleep
0: and all that, but not. Yeah. That's funny. I hadn't either. I felt like when I was pregnant, I read a lot about pregnancy and birth, and then the baby mm-hmm. arrived, and I was like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> I didn't actually Google this part.
1: I was like, "Oh, we'll figure it out." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did like one course on like how to change the in and i like, mean and so yeah, I think for me, you know, you've got all these apps, and you can like track the thing you put you put when they go to sleep, when they wake up, but you don't you forget that every human is so different in the way we're programmed, and it's it's taking me this long to just be like, well, not this long actually. I gave up on on sleep, not gave up on sleep, I gave up on forcing sleep mm-hmm. at probably around like five months after her four month sleep regression because. Honestly, I tried everything in my power to try and get her naps to lengthen. So she'd literally wake up 40 minutes on the door. And I was like, I just don't know how to get her over that. Because they were saying, like, in the morning, she needs, like, at least an hour and a half. And then she'll have, like, nearly two hours as a lunch sleep when she was a bit younger and then she'd have another sleep in the eight you know mid-afternoon just before like before five o'clock or whatever and I was like looking at all these things and I'm, like there was no way she's doing that like she'll never she slept I think one time I got to sleep past 40 minutes and it was like my friend said why don't you try going in there like set a timer and then go in there at like 35 and just gently like wake her and then hopefully she'll fall into the next cycle. So for babies, like they have different REM cycles to Uh us as adults Uh and they gradually get into like a more adult like pattern of sleep. And newborns completely have like, they're not even on our cycle at all. Uh They don't even have REM sleep yet. Um, which is a whole um, another thing but so yeah I tried that and it happened it did work the first time I did it she actually slept for another 40 minutes and I was like oh my god I've cracked it yes yeah. and then I tried it again and yeah, none of it ever worked yeah. just, and still to this day she just doesn't like so at lunchtime she'll have 40 minutes to an hour that's it doesn't for the whole day her. so she'll have one in the morning still so she hasn't dropped her nap in the morning okay. that again is just like 30 minutes yeah. but that's it the whole day she'll have maybe an hour and 30 if we are lucky but what
0: time she go to bed at night?
1: So she goes to bed roughly about seven.
0: Nice though, early. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. time does she wake up? I know you do a feed still, but in the mm-hmm. morning, what time does she wake up?
1: Well, it can be anything between half five, seven.
0: That's not bad though. It's not um, bad. No, I think... I mean, grass is always fucking greener, isn't it? Or like you think, like other people's schedules always sound more appealing because Isla does sleep in the day. What I've never been able to do is the morning and the afternoon. Isla sleeps for two hours from eleven till one. That's it. That's it. All right. Um. So if we're out and about in the pram, she'll have like little cat naps, like you know, where she falls asleep in the pram, but then I wake yeah. her up. Or like in the car, you know, a little twenty minutes, half an hour here and there. In general, she'll fall asleep between eleven and twelve and wake up between one and two Uh, I'm embarrassed to tell you (laughs) what time we put her to bed at night we can't get her to bed before ten I
1: mean she just likes being up with you guys Uh, what time did she wake up then?
0: this morning she woke up at like seven
1: okay is it that she fights going down any early?
0: but to be fair to her she doesn't actively look tired you know she's not rubbing her eyes sometimes like we even encourage the dummy she's like (laughs) (laughs)
1: no <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: you know she's not showing signs it's not that you know she's showing signs and fighting sleep mm. she doesn't really feel that tired but is it nice to have your evenings
1: it is Dad? yeah it is so, I mean so um she normally will wake up at 11 for feet okay yeah so she'll go from 7 to 11 but it's what is annoying is that it always lands on the time that I fall asleep. so I'll go to bed and then I'm like shouldn't go to bed, I should just wait. Yeah. I waited and she's not woken up till one in the morning. So now I'm like, no, I'll go to bed. Nice. And literally, as soon as I hit the pillow, I'm about to sleep. She's like, uh, Do you pump? I did um, for a long time. So I went back to work at three months. She was three months old. And a bit before that. Um, because the government are awful at me. Uh. Mums and dads. So um, I pumped from that. It was the most stressful thing I've ever done. It's so hard. Exactly. it's not hard to pump because the demand is really intense because mm. you know you've got to especially when you're working you've got to pump the milk so that you're feeding your child and I think it's really stressful for whoever's looking after them and in this case it was my partner Doug but he would be like go on I'm running out of milk and like especially I'd be gone like on a, a weekend or whatever from like I'd leave at 7 in the morning and I'd get back at like 2 and by that point it's like we haven't got any milk left and I'm driving back like in traffic like in traffic like oh my god
0: she's gonna be screaming oh my goodness um,
1: that was really hard and at that point she was feeding obviously a lot so was, she was exclusively breastfed yeah and there wasn't really, I didn't really have a routine I, I fed on demand
0: and I still do um, um I bottle feed and I feed on demand as well <laughs> <laughs> What you got do eh? um I remember George and I went through a phase of in the calendar oh my gosh in the calendar we literally would write the time she fed and how many fluid ounces she fed mm. to try and figure out a routine we did that for maybe two months honestly the calendar was full of like scribble notes yeah. By the time you think you might have just about figured something out, it changes. I think
1: um, in terms of, like, the, the kind of pumping, thing. oh, my God, it, you know, props to anyone who's pumping because it is tough. I think as well, because you get anxious about it, my supply would drop.
0: Yeah. And so, I – yeah. So, are you not able then? Do you – have you ever been away
1: without saying? I I've been, recently, I've been away for two nights. That's okay. Um, but no, not really.
0: Do you have to, like <laughs> – What, just (laughs) pump for a week to make sure that, like, what what do you do?
1: (laughs) Sorry, I I don't know. (laughs) So, actually, now we actually formula combi things. Ah,
0: okay. And the combi is formula, not pump, bottle, and... Yeah. Right, okay.
1: Because she started nursery at nine months, um, yeah. So she's in a full day on a Monday um, and then a Friday. I I knew I couldn't do it. Like uh-huh. I, I would be too stressed to to, to pump, then take the, the milk to the nursery, and like oh, my goodness, you know, yeah. Like it just, So we had to figure out. We're well, also plant based, so we had to figure out a formula, which. It's hard in itself.
0: Don't even get me started.
1: What formula are you using? So we use the SMA soya
0: formula. Okay. Is that UK? Yeah. I'm intolerant to soya and intolerances tend to be yeah. predatory. So we now use a dairy formula, but I remember messaging you about it. Yeah, you
1: spoke actually. Ah,
0: there needs to be more dairy-free options available that aren't full of fucking shit and sugar yeah. and yeah. yeah, it's hard.
1: So we originally got the one from... I think it's from
0: France. Is it it's called thirty
1: pounds a
0: pot? Yeah, it's fucking extortionate. It. We used, it. yeah, we used that for months, months and months and months.
1: So they um, didn't like it, and so I wasted all that money. She was like, <laughs> it's
0: called Bibem. The BBM, one I used. Yeah. Oh, that's the one you used. Yeah, yeah. as well. It's fucking extortionate. It. And we also used a different one at first. We used mill
1: yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because mill do a goat option. So...
1: That's
0: what we were like looking into. So we started with the. We wanted to move away from cow. I mean, now she has cow and it's fine. Um ours was for a skin issue. And we went from cow. We thought we'd try goat to see if that helped anything. So we used Kendermel and then didn't. So we used dairy free. Turned out we've gone to back to cow and it's fine now. But anyway, you are also you are not allowed to advertise formula because anyway, formula. So this is why I don't know if you know, this is why stage one, there's stage one, stage two, and stage three formula. They're all the fucking same.
1: Yes. So the healthist told me this. He's like, don't, don't listen to it.
0: No. And the reason they have that, the reason they move, they um, do a stage two. I don't actually know why they do stage three. But the reason they do stage two formula is because it's illegal for companies to advertise stage one formula because boob is seen as best. So, because companies can't advertise stage one formula, they make a stage two formula because legally they're allowed to advertise that. So, for luckily, um, friends of friends recently had a little one, and I don't know how we found this out, but we realised that they were also using Mill, which we had we had a two hundred and fifty pounds worth of stock downstairs oh, because wow. we, honestly, because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah. But Mill had a shortage issue, and yeah. we were like, right, we're we need to stock up whilst they've got stock because we were so worried what if what if you can't get your formula
1: honestly like, anyway luckily we
0: just gave it to them we weren't even that fast about the money it's just it's such a waste that like yeah
1: no I mean I think the whole breast is best statement in itself has a lot of issues because there's so many reasons why women can't breastfeed and it shouldn't be found upon at all um it should be a really like open conversation and equally like you said the options for dairy free need to be more accessible but the fact is that they everything in the system of pregnancy and just ge- in general nhs over, overhaul, and i'm going really here, but i have to so when i was pregnant the advice was given to me i'm plant-based so i'm vegan and they said to me um so we advise you that you eat steak like red meat this was in like a consultation i had said i was like i'm actually plant-based and they're like oh and immediately there was like a thing and i was like is that a problem no 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 it's fine and so i've got friends that are in the nhs and they um have said to me that the reason that this whole issue is an issue is because they have one day on nutrition in their training and yet we are listening to doctors and that give us advice on nutrition who aren't nutritionists like they don't understand that Having like someone tell me I've got a steak because I could have low iron, even though I didn't through the whole of my pregnancy, and actually that is dependent on iron absorption. It's not necessarily like what you're you're consuming.
0: Also, with all due respect, oh, I'm also very passionate about this. They have more training on what drugs to give you rather than actually using like food as nutrition,
1: right? As like a as as medicine, yeah yeah there's a lot of um, like doctors and nurses that are going into it's a, a, an alternative way so it's like herbal medicines so. yeah 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 so there's a real issue in the system where um, that is their, there is their advice to eat more red meat we know that red meat has a lot of um, issues in our bodies we don't not everyone absorbs it properly not everyone can digest it properly to say that that's a, 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 the only option to like get more iron in your body like there's so much iron in like green vegetables like honestly my mind was blown when I was sat there listening to it and yeah, so many that's... people asked me like so you gonna stay vegan I was like I don't just like choose to
0: be vegan because i um, I agree people ask me I'm vegetarian although and I don't eat meat but um I'll eat fish sometimes um I started more in my pregnancy a family enough not because anyone told me but because I genuinely yeah. craved it yeah and that's one thing I told myself I've been vegetarian for 10 years now yeah um, I did say to myself, if I crave something, I will go for it because I think the body also knows what the body wants. Just like the body knows what the body doesn't want. Yes. yes right. Um, yeah. so I did eat more fish in my pregnancy. Did you have any sort of meat or non, non-vegan, um, craving?
1: So I had eggs.
0: Okay, Absolutely. and you and you don't normally eat eggs. No, don't eat eggs.
1: Do you um, now? Still? No, no. It
0: was just. Wow. It literally just a pregnancy thing. Wow. Um.
1: So I had eggs, and I was like, "I'm going to eat eggs." I, yeah. I, obviously, me personally, I have to get um to make sure they're organic and they're like fresh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the this, the kind of whole the system is just the guidelines. Even now, like and I guess it's really relevant at the moment because I'm transitioning, Sage, onto moving away from formula milk onto what would be the advice is to go full fat dairy. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the most packed nutrition mm-hmm. in, in it. That's what the guidelines say.
0: Um And... Sorry, just to confirm, you plan to raise her as plant based?
1: Yes, yeah, so I plan to raise my. I get asked this all the time, and I'm, I'm happy to talk about it because I feel like it's really important. But yeah, so I, me and my partner decided we'd raise her plant based for as long as she, we, can, we can, as long as she doesn't realize what she's consuming. I so think we have to be conscious in our consumption. And so, and when she has the conscious ability to understand that what she then chooses to eat could be an animal, that's up to her then to decide.
0: I resonate. That's how I'm doing it with isla mm. as well fish is where um i am allowing i say allowing her i am giving her fish because i still eat it yeah. um every so often so when i do um i don't force it on her like i might try and force broccoli but yeah. i'll give it to her and if she you know goes for it then um fine yeah uh, but same with meat my partner is a meat eater right I mean we like never at home just because well I cook and yeah. you're gonna eat what I cook
1: yeah
0: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cooking chicken for you
1: <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean I've been asked it more than anything I've got asked more than anything if I was going to eat meat in pregnancy because my body's yeah. going to need it by not just like doctors but family and friends and I was like just
0: the body doesn't need it the
1: body doesn't need it yeah, and, a yeah. Um, and there's other ways if like you know if i am iron deficient there's other ways of me dealing with that and then, obviously, what Post was bringing sage up vegan and the um, plant-based. And there's been a lot of, like, criticism in our choice. Why do you it, think that is? It's people. lack of knowledge. And I think it's a bit scaremongering in, in terms of um, big industries, like taking control. Like, the only way is dairy. Yeah. The only way is, like, strong bone, strong teeth, dairy.
0: If the and body's I, not craving it, you're obviously giving it everything that it needs.
1: I now crave broccoli, which and I hated broccoli most of my life. So when I know I am um, maybe need more greens in my life, there'll be like a little signal in my brain being like "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. of the vegetables. So, I mean, and then, so this transition is quite hard because there's not enough, there's no guidance in being plant-based and transitioning a baby from formula to then and even if they've got like a dairy intolerance, like which milk do you opt for? You know, and which one's like the best one that's got the most nutrients and you know, so it's I'm having to do all that research and figure that out. And um we so at the moment we use a lot of oatmeal, that's just our drink like oat milk. And we've research that only barista has it's like fuller in its nutrients interesting (laughs) but also to like change it up and like go for different alternative milks because they all have something different like obviously if you're allowed to have almond milk coconut Mm -hmm. like kind of just interchange it a bit so that all the nutrients are in it
0: do you have sorry i'm moving on a little bit do you have a lot of mum friends?
1: Um, Not as many as I thought I would, actually. I think it's, I mean, I didn't have NCT classes because it was all online. Yeah. yeah I missed out on that. I didn't have any of that. And honestly, I, I literally like, I know this sounds really stupid, but I feel like I have no time.
0: Uh, no, it doesn't sound stupid at all because at one point I felt like I was a bit like lonely, etc, etc. Have you heard of the app, Peanut? Yes. Okay, so I went on to Peanut. And on a date, I guess I just met this other mum for coffee and stuff like that, and like she was great, and we've met like maybe two or three times since. But then I realised like I barely have time to work on the relationships. I already have right sometimes I feel lonely and I want to spend more time with people but I'm like I don't have time to spend with people <laughs>
1: yeah I feel you know what the <laughs> biggest thing for me is and it's probably more so that now we uh, Sage has grown is the fact that I never went to um, I, I feel like I didn't do enough classes mm. like baby classes I, I, I and I feel guilty that Sage was deprived of that because I didn't I, to be honest actually I struggled really badly with anxiety in the first like nine months of her life of like the fear of something awful happening. Like getting in the car for me was so hard because all I could think about was we're gonna be in a car crash. Like that generally I'd be like sat in the car and like just go having like this big prep talk of like it's gonna be fine. Millions of people drive every day, just focus, but you know, driving with a baby, especially Sage at the when she was younger, she hated the car mm-hmm. would scream blue in the face mm. you know if I drove anyway we had some like horrific journeys with just me and her like and so I just got this like overriding like anxiety of I'll be walking down the road with her in the pram and fear that like someone will just like drive into us that I've
0: had the car we're quite lucky um, I was okay in the car i literally I'll be walking down the road and also <laughs> it sounds stupid or so silly I'm like I see a man or and I'm I'm sorry to say I don't get it with women I'm really really sorry but I'll see a man walk past and I'm like, he's literally, he's going to take Isla out of the pram and run with her. Yeah. No. Like as as if that's going to happen, as if he's just going to take my baby. You have to like unclip her. Do you know what I mean? But in my head, I'm like, somehow he's just going to manage to take her out of the pram and run with her and I'm never going to see her again. Yeah.
1: I mean, the mind is crazy. Like I walk under scaffolding and I'll be like, that's going to fall on us. <laughs> So I literally, like, had this um, complex of getting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I feel like no one talks about the fact that you have no idea what you're doing. Right, uh, you have this baby and then you have, like, a pram, and you have... Your, your nappy bag and like getting in the car is like the biggest thing of the day just getting there and obviously they pooed on the way out the door and you're like now you're running late because you've had to change them and you're sweating just <laughs> getting to the car is like a tough no, I'm thing. loving because I know and then and then you get to somewhere you've never been before and you're like I don't know how to navigate I don't even know how to open this door with a buggy and you're like trying to And then you feel like everyone's just looking at you, like, "Oh my God, what is she? She has no idea what she's doing. She's not even a mum." Like, yeah,
0: I feel like I used to look at parents so grown up, so just like in control of life, you know? Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) that's not me that's not me so aside from sleep and stuff what would you say is maybe one of the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome or are currently you know sort of navigating
1: I think it's like work-life balance yeah um and I'm speaking from like a uh, obviously we all have our own personal situations Mm -hmm. but um I feel like the world is not set up for um, us just being mums anymore um and in some ways it's a really good thing and like encouraging like us to have our own time I think that's really important as mums to you know have a sense of ourselves and share the load and all of that stuff but the guilt doesn't subside just because you're doing what you love or going back to work because sometimes that's just like necessity of life like you can't you know the government give you what 600 pounds a month when you're self-employed which in nowadays doesn't even freaking pay for your rent let alone your gas and electric mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that hasn't gone up in with inflation so yeah. that you know the whole system is so flawed in so on so many levels that there sometimes there's no choice but to go back to work but then you've got childcare costs so you have to justify that £20 a day you're making after you've paid for childcare. Yeah, yeah. You have time by yourself, but it's not by yourself cause you're working. Yeah. And then you feel guilty because you're not with your child. If uh, money wasn't an issue,
0: would you uh, like to be at home?
1: Yeah, I think, I think I'd like to not work as much. Yeah. I think it's really healthy to have another part of your brain somewhere else mm-hmm. for just the moment. And just be thinking about something else.
0: Yeah, not just be like stimulated in a different way.
1: Yeah, an adult conversation. I know you have that with your partner. I think it's just that's a really healthy moment in your life. And um, it means you can be more present with them because mm-hmm. you had that. But that can equally, doesn't have to be work, but having that time away. Um, but I, I do feel like I wouldn't work as much if, if the financial load was taken off of it. Yeah. And you know, it's like it shouldn't be that wife are at home mum all the time because she can't afford childcare. And your work doesn't pay enough you justify it. There shouldn't be like, well, I only have two options: either I go to work full time because I have to pay for childcare, okay. or I stay at home full time because I can't afford it. Uh, we're in a
0: lucky position where you know George at the moment uh, works enough and can cover um, can cover that. But I personally put her in childminding because I needed time.
1: The time, yeah. So, and I think that's like also should be an option for right, but and you know funding. <laughs> For that.
0: How, like, I was in a lucky position where, my, uh, as kids, we went to private childminding.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and I know other people that do private childminding. In our area, I don't know if it's the same every, everywhere, it's cheaper than nursery. Yeah, I think
1: it is here as well.
0: It's a little bit more stressful because, you know, nursery, I, I, mean, I don't know, they take care of, like, food and stuff like that, whereas I have to prep absolutely everything, you know, yeah. and provide everything. But, um, but yeah, I needed... I needed that time.
1: I mean, I, I'm you know postnatal depression is so hard.
0: Did uh, you get any form of baby
1: blues or massively? But I yeah. don't. My, I mean, exercise for me really helps. is like my therapy.
0: Yeah, amen. Um,
1: and that helped me get through it. And I went back so soon that I think I just moved through it in Mm -hmm. some way um but i did i really like you know i missed like everything about what pregnancy was because you're celebrated so much and there's like oh my god you're pregnant and like um you're kind of put on this like throne, and then as soon as you have a baby um it it gets lost and then you're like expected to know all this stuff and expected to like get it all right. And I, oh. I struggle with that. You know, like, um, I was speaking to someone, um, I've got another actual point in a minute that I'll, I'm going to get to and I'll try and remember it. But I was speaking to someone about like, you never feel like a mum. Like you never feel like you've got it. Like I, for so long, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a good mum. I, I just don't know. Like I'm second guessing everything and everything was so hard. <laughs> and so I avoided situations because mm-hmm.
0: I didn't want to be like I don't know yeah I'm just waiting for the day that someone turns the corner and realizes I'm just this fraud and, that <laughs> I, sh- and that I shouldn't have a baby and that do you know what I mean yes. <laughs> and they're gonna take my baby away because they realize that it's just not safe and it is safe I promise but do you know what I mean yes. I'm so, some sort of like imposter no I agree I really resonate with the point where when you're pregnant you're a like at the top and then when you give birth you're like oh my god you know people are like, oh my gosh new baby everyone comes in yeah. yeah surrounds you and then all of a sudden no one gives a shit anymore no <laughs> it's it's not new to them mm. and all of a sudden you're just left with this baby and you're like I feel like I'm still sort of trying not to get caught up in feeling like I'm just like just a mum. Mm.
1: yeah I completely get that like you get lost you <laughs> just like but also I think there's part of me that now as a mother myself and like seeing that struggle wants to be like, you know, when I see people with newborns, i be like, it's okay. Like I want to be um, really compassionate because I understand now. Like I can see that the side of it where, you know, you do put on this brave face and I see, like, mothers struggling with their prams or baths and, like, no one offers to help. I'm like, please offer. Please, like, just just ask. Because nine times out of ten, the person will always say no because they want to be, like, strong. You know, I've done that before. I'm like, no, no I've got it. Yeah. Inside, Inside you're like, fuck. <laughs> you get stuck and you're like, oh, should I should have asked for help. Now I can't ask for help because so I've said no. yeah. <laughs> And like, yeah, honestly, and like, I went even getting on the train. I did it wrong. And then someone told me and then I wanted to cry on the train. So I was like, I did that wrong. Never go out forwards because the baby can fall forwards. And like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know. And then then you do, I mean, you do do it and you do make mistakes. And it's okay if you make mistakes.
0: The only time where... I feel feels special as I feel like when you do speak to other mums and you find like common ground and all of a sudden it's like there's this understanding and you're just part of this secret club. You know, you know, <laughs> you know. You know us, we talk to each other more in public. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I guess, yeah, I guess this is sort of what I'm trying to do with this. Just get everyone speaking and just confessing. <laughs> they <Either way. laughs> did not fucking know. <laughs>
1: you know, like, had children that are older. Yeah. Like, never forget. Don't forget the, the, the struggles that new mums are going through and always be compassionate about, yeah. you know, when that baby's crying on the plane. Remember, it's yes, it's stressful for you, but it's way more stressful for the parents. They don't want their baby crying. Right. They don't want their baby crying. Don't be that person to go up to them or complain about it. Like, just remember, like, you were a baby once and you probably put your mum and dad through, like, the, or your pa- your caregiver through the hell, you know? Mm. <laughs> they're trying to get somewhere. Like, be compassionate. Yeah. Don't lose humanity like there is you know the baby's in a, a, a surreal space. The toddler's in a surreal space. They might be teething. we are going to make me like not very well. Or...
0: And sometimes, sometimes we're grumpy for the sake of being grumpy. And and we're adults, right? Yeah. But we've obviously we have the brain capacity to learn to like rein it in or keep it inside. But kids don't. And yeah. I think we do forget that that they're genuinely they're just humans. They look small, but they're still I'm just better. humans. Yeah. Um, have you flown with Sage yet? Not yet.
1: You've. So
0: quite a lot i have the only really annoying thing is that we sling isla and quite often she falls asleep in the sling for the plane you can't have them facing you you have to have them facing out so the amount of times she's been asleep and you have to wake them they make you wake them up literally so that that is something that needs to be fixed and i don't know why because if for whatever reason something goes wrong with the plane and they call the you know brace brace you actually have to have the baby facing you what <laughs> Yes, but for takeoff and landing, they have to be facing away because they put this little seatbelt on. So if she's asleep, they I've literally been like, she's going to cry. She's going to scream the whole plane. And she has. And they have to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, they ha- they made me wake her up. <laughs> I was raging. I was raging. Luckily, it was a long enough plane journey that afterwards, once we were like, in the end, the seatbelt signs get taken off. I just put it back in the sleep, walked up and down a fucking million times. <laughs> Got her back to sleep and then got back down. But then again, so landing, wake her up.
1: I, I mean that makes no sense because obviously when when like in a car they're they rear facing.
0: Yeah, it, it's really. I don't know it. what it is. I don't know what it is. But thing, Nevertheless, just don't don't worry. They'll be she'll be fine. I was
1: gonna say um I don't know if you felt this, but I've actually been speaking to a lot of people recently about when you become a mum, is you never feel present in the moment.
0: Yes, and then <laughs>
1: oh my, God. at the risk at the
0: risk of showing just how much of an anxious person I am, you don't feel present in the moment and in your brain you're like be here but then because you're telling your brain to be here you're obviously not here and you're like in my head I'm like Magli be here in this moment this is a really nice moment oh but I can't be here yet but you should be here because then in a minute you won't be here and
1: yes literally the same and I've spoken to so many mums that say exactly the same so um it was actually at my wedding um because it's such a big moment obviously I got married last week and the pressure of it and everything I mean I had foggy brains I had like so much sleep deprivation like saying had four teeth come through at the same time which I knew would happen the week of the wedding which was just great and she didn't sleep and so I was saying to someone I was like does it stop like that feeling of like you know even going to like dinner or going for like brunch where you're just thinking forward like about 20 steps to be like we've got to do this this and this and this so that, that we can get to bed and we can get yeah, this yeah, done yeah. And you go to sleep at this time and honestly uh, even mums that have got like now three year olds she's like you an event happens you go to the event and then you leave the event and you're like that just happened to me rather than we did that it just happened
0: <laughs> it's it, like it, it's true I, everything just feels like a like a dream Mm. you know um this sort of haze and even like I was saying when I'm in it I realize I could be more in it and then I get anxious about not being
1: in it and (sighs) And then you're like well that moment's just gone because all I did was think about being present yeah like we didn't but you know I guess we're always thinking of you know about this another person not ourselves anymore so it's hard to be really mm-hmm. like enjoying mm-hmm. everything that's going on as your brain is thinking about what they need where are they yeah, are they yeah, okay yeah. even if they're not with you I hope they've had their nap or I've they've done this and like um,
0: yeah or even sometimes I was at childminding and I'm at home and I promise you I hear her cry and like I'm not I'm not dreaming it I hear it yeah I hear it <laughs> Like, I realise I'm not actually hearing it, but I promise you I'm hearing it. You know what I mean? I was talking to another mum recently. She said um, she's got a seven-year-old and she said mum guilt never goes.
1: Mm. I know. It's so hard. Yeah. I actually find, um, I'm going on a complete tangent, but I think I find feeding the hard, like weaning and feeding a baby the hard hardest most stressful thing in the world I don't um, know if it's just me but no. I've been looking at a lot these instagrams and like all their like weaning bowls and all these different foods and like all so nicely made like
0: home- <laughs> homemade muffins and berries and like time, homemade berries. purees no no that's something I feel loads of mum guilt about um I sh- shop buy most of my baby food
1: I mean I don't blame you <laughs> It's so tough. And then like you I've made stuff and she's just like not wanted it, throwing it on the floor. We're going through a stage at the moment where um she just throws everything on the floor um and then doesn't eat. So then I get really nervous that she's not eating enough. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you need to eat, cause she, you know. I'm not, I'm not feeding as much. And at least when before she was one, like she was really like still breastfeeding mm-hmm. a lot, and like she was she has one formula bottle a day at night. And I knew she was getting like that, so I felt comfortable. But now she doesn't feed as much, um, and she obviously eats more food. But now he's not eating the food; she's mm-hmm. thrown on the floor, yeah, so, yeah. so stressed and. And Doug said something quite, like quite good because he was with so me. He's like, "What did you grow up on when you were young?" Yeah, and I literally ate no vegetables. Yeah, and I ate probably like chicken nuggets and yeah. chips, and that was it. He was like, "You're alright, you're fine."
0: Yeah, I also mm. think what I try and remind myself because sometimes I find myself like trying to force feed Isla, yeah. and I really have to remember that as adults. You know, sometimes we overeat, undereat, whatever. I think food is so natural, actually, and that that's something that we learn. And that a baby, a baby will not let itself die of hunger. So true.
1: It's so true. That's great before they do that.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, if the baby's hungry, the baby will tell you that he or she is hungry. That's so
1: true.
0: Yeah, I try and remind myself of that as well,
1: especially now, like she's eating my more I'm like I need to be more adventurous with what I'm giving her I don't
0: want to eat yeah, I mean, it's honestly to be fair Isla loves broccoli unbelievable she will literally just grab it eat it we live I mean, off broccoli and bread
1: <laughs> Sage lives off chilli she loves the bean chili. Really? Yeah.
0: Um, Ila likes lentils. Isla loves chickpeas. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I know that you have to head off soon. Is there anything, any last little bits that you wanna
1: say before you go? My biggest thing is like don't judge. Don't judge anyone, um, in the way that they raise their children because mm-hmm. and you know, I've always said like there's certain things I wanted to do and like is this is the parent I wanna be. But you know, your child really like takes you on a journey. Mm-hmm. And you you make decisions that in the in at that point help you to get through the day. Like Mm -hmm. Sage had acid reflux. We were in hospital with it. The doctor said you need to give her a dummy because it's going to help her take the reflux and the acid back down because they swallow a lot. Mm -hmm. It just lets it like the saliva like actually sits on top and stops it regurgitating. And it was silent reflux, so we actually didn't know that she had it. So we had to give her a dummy. Well, we chose to give her a dummy, right? Mm -hmm. Before I was a parent, I was like, I don't want to you know we made that decision of like no don't tell me Ugh. i wanted
0: to be able to express herself
1: yeah i mean i don't want to go over that stuff um but actually like it really helped her it helped us Whatever you do as a parent do you, you just own it and like okay. no one should judge each other it 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 should be a really compassionate space because it's so hard, like especially when you add the fact that you haven't <laughs> slept. I haven't slept. I <laughs> have full night sleep in 13 months. Just, you know, helpful advice. Don't push it on someone and have conversations and like suggest things, but don't force anything, but don't judge. I just think that don't forget how hard it was don't forget i feel don't like
0: people forget. do forget Good. yeah uh-huh. i'm determined to not forget and i don't um... want to
1: forget how I feel it right now, Indeed. so that I can help. Her. So I'm not that person that says the, that, that thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. just sticks with you. Like, what do I
0: say to that? Or like, I don't know. I had loads of other questions to ask you, but I'm thinking, would you? For anyone that doesn't know, Chrissy, she. What's your Instagram handle?
1: Christina Forest underscore
0: sustainability people. <laughs> if you've got a little one, I'm not very good at this, and I'm trying to be better. But oh my gosh, fucking well done to you. Mm-hmm. If you're interested. In bringing up your little one in a sustainable way, Chrissy is your gal. The one thing I remember, the biggest thing I took away, is the muslin nappy. Oh
1: yeah,
0: <sighs> yeah. That's good. Ingenious.
1: It's not the best thing. I mean, that could be another podcast. that we could we could have um, a conversation about sustainability.
0: Um, so that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm bringing it up. I would really love that because yeah, I'm trying not to feel guilty about not being that sustainable, but I do, and I would love to be more sustainable.
1: Oh my god, that's hard too. And then you know, you add another layer onto bringing up a baby. I completely understand, like
0: um, convenience.
1: <sighs> like that is such a key yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah but if I can
0: so make it easier yeah, okay, yeah, we'll definitely have you um, have you back on and you can talk us through some of it. I would love that because I definitely need the tips. Because you want to, but sometimes you just don't know how, don't know where to start, blah, blah, Oh, my God, um, I mean, reusable nappies, you
1: look into it, you're like, what? It's like a jungle. And at first, it sounds like it might be more expensive. It, it, yeah, there's a big investment, but there's a lot of help. There is okay. lots of help that you can get to start that journey. Oh, good to know. And it's way more simple than it, it looks there's just okay. big names okay. it's the same with everything and you know being a mom there's all these massive names that you've never heard of yeah 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 it's quite it's very simple once it's all laid out for you yeah. but you just yeah okay so then research that as well is another
0: element yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. okay we're, go- we're gonna do that are you up for doing yeah. that i would love so to do up that up. please okay amazing um you're off to work teaching
1: teaching I've got small group teaching
0: now oh nice amazing well thanks so much for coming to chat to me Chrissy it was so nice to see you I wish you a wonderful day and I'll see you super soon sending you lots of love
1: have a lovely day thanks for having me bye (laughs)